guys, it's Eva and I'm here with another episode of Currently Binging, the podcast about all things TV and movies. If you're listening for the first time, welcome. Make sure you hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to my voice on. Also, take a few extra seconds, rate, comment, all greatly appreciate it. You guys, I would say that this is the final episode of actually, what is today? It actually just might be the final episode. <laughs> of 2020 I had to like think about it because I haven't started yet but I'm gonna watch the Shonda Rhimes show Bridgerton or whatever it's called because everyone is up in arms about it but I've been putting it off because you know same old story I've been (laughs) singing since May or April or whenever so um I'm gonna watch that I'm it's probably gonna be in my fun, loving binge format where I'm just going to sit and power through it. But um, yeah, depending on that, this is going to go up. This episode is going live on like the normal Wednesday date. And that is literally the day before New Year's Eve. So that's why I'm like, this is probably going to be the last episode of 2020. And yeah, so I mean, hello, you made it or just about made it depending on when you're listening to this. But 2020 rearview mirror 2021 hello I mean like I said previously not expecting drastic changes once the clock strikes midnight on January 1st but 2020 will be in a rearview and (laughs) there's a whole new year to live through so I hope that didn't sound uninspiring because you know sometimes I feel like I could be a little deadpan and people can't tell (laughs) but (laughs) all that to say we are discussing Wonder Woman 1984. And this is so interesting because, first of all, we're going to prerequisite this with a lot of things just so you can get your bearings and figure out if this is an episode that you're going to want to listen to because I have a lot of warnings. So, first, most important warning that I say in at the beginning of every episode is that there are going to be spoilers, um, not only for like the actual movie that we're discussing, but there could be spoilers for other things that I've watched and also possibly comic books. Now, this come here comes the next warning. I am not a comic book um, expert. I didn't even really read the comic books. I am just more so a fan of the TV shows and the movies, hence why a lot of my episodes, a lot of the content on my podcast is around superhero stuff, which is like, oh my gosh, when I think about it, what is going on? But anyway, so I'm not the expert. There is a chance that I will not know something or I will get something wrong. Usually, if I want to know more about something, I'll just Google it and like, it is what it is. But there is a potential chance that I'm not going to have them 100% right. And that is okay, because we're not perfect human beings. So that's the other warning, the next warning is that if you haven't listened to an episode before, then hello, let me reintroduce myself. My name is Eva and like this is a discussion and it's only me. And so therefore discussing these things, I tend to hop around a little bit. So it's not going to be a super linear conversation. I could be discussing or talking about one thing and then hop to another thing, come back to the thing that I was initially discussing. So like just, you know follow along and yell at me in your head and then if you have something you want to say to me like on the social media you can but like depending on how hard you come at me I mean I do bite back and I bite back aggressively so there is that um but yeah I think those are all my warnings I'm trying to make sure spoilers 
not a comic book expert. We're going to hop around. These are truly my 100% opinions. Also, this is a special warning just reserved for the DC content because, like I said, I talk about a lot of um, superhero stuff in general, like superhero TV shows and movies. And if you haven't been listening for a very long time, like, thank you, <laughs> but you will know that I... I feel like in listening back to some of like my DC uh, episodes, like it can seem like I may be coming off as biased because I do enjoy a lot of the MCU stuff, but I am really not trying to be biased. I just have high expectations when it comes to these types of things, especially because we've been doing this for so long and a lot of what's taken place in the DCEU has felt as far as like the later year, as we like start to call it, or when they like released their whole, this is what we're going to do for the next however many years. And it's just, everything felt super rushed. And if you listen to like my Batman v Superman, you know that I pretty much <laughs> had no good things to say about that movie. Um, and like Justice League, all that other stuff. And like, as we've gone along, they've gotten better. And I've admitted when I've enjoyed something and I've admitted when I haven't. So it it's just is what it is. Um, and that's not to say, I mean, there are Marvel movies that I have not really enjoyed. And I've said that and I'm not giving them super high ratings. So <laughs> there is that. And honestly, moving into this next phase of the MCU... <laughs> I'm like not expecting to get what we got for the past 10 years. So there is also that. But this is about the DCEU. So let's get into this. This is also interesting because I literally just came off of a mega binge of Titans. I originally was going to watch the show. This is we're talking about Wonder Woman. But I just want to say because like I'm in this DC mindset and this relates to what we're going to discuss. But when Titans first aired, and I want to say, I'm not even going to try to guess the channel because I want to say it was, um, what is that? Why do I want to say like the sci-fi channel? But I honestly cannot remember. And I remember when it first premiered, I was like, oh, I'm going to watch it. But I never actually did. And then finally, like it moved to HBO Max. And the third season is going to be HBO Max. And I was just like... <sighs> struggling to the same old story I've been singing all along like I've been telling you guys struggling for something to watch and I was like you know what we're just gonna do it and watch Titans and oh my gosh I I'm just gonna wait for season three to actually discuss Titans because <laughs> there are a lot of pluses but there are a lot of um negatives and a lot of problems with that show and I think it kind of is the culmination of how I feel about a lot of not even just DC but superhero stuff in general and I've said this all the time, like the, D the DC TV content, I think I've enjoyed it way more than a lot of the movies. I think they've been great at like constructing these stories, keeping us as viewers uh, interested enough to follow along in like developing the characters and all these things. But that's because the TV show, so they have the time and the space to do that versus like a movie you only have so much time. But... <sighs> As we know, with these movies, they are getting longer and longer and longer and longer. So we're this is where we transition into Wonder Woman. I told you guys, everything's going to connect. It might not seem like it in the moment, but everything ties back to each other. So Wonder Woman dropped in theaters and on HBO Max simultaneously, unless you've been sleeping under a rock or, or like just not looking at 
I'll call it, what's a, what's a good word? Not critical news. So if you're not really paying attention to non-critical news, then there's a chance you may have missed that HBO Max made the first day and made the initial announcement that they were going to release um, Wonder Woman 1984 on HBO Max free to all subscribers as well as simultaneously in theaters because we are still in a pandemic and theaters are shut down for the most part. A lot of movies, as we've known and as I've discussed, have either been pushed out um, into like late next year or the year after or years after. And some movies have been released in released digitally where you pay like $19.99 to rent or in Disney's case where they had the um, premiere access, which was like $30 for Mulan. Um, but HBO Max was like, no, we're just going to release it free to our subscribers. Also, another movie released on the same day that was supposed to release in theaters over the summer, and that was Soul, and that was on Disney Plus, but they actually just released it free as like a Christmas gift. These are these were these were marketed as Christmas gifts to um, subscribers on both HBO Max and um Disney Plus, and so they really soul, and so you have two family movies kind of, in a way, competing, even though you could make the case that they are, while they have a large audience of people who would be similar, there are some fringe cases on both sides where, like, there's a chance more people would watch Wonder Woman 1984 than they would Soul, and so you see a lot of, like, the Soul Wonder Woman being mentioned in the same in the same breath at least online and like social media and articles and stuff like that because they were both released free on their streaming networks and this is like a new thing that's happening in the pandemic so uh hbo max they made that announcement and then they made an announcement that oh for 2021 they are going to release all of their 2021 movies um in both the theaters and on HBO Max at the same time. It will be available free to all subscribers on HBO Max for the first 30 days. And then I'm assuming they take it off and then it will go like the normal format where it's like, I can't remember the time period, but essentially it doesn't hit streamings until like 90 days, 60 to 90 days post ending its theater theatrical run or something like that. Don't quote me. I, those numbers are like jumbled up in my head, but Anyway, so they made that announcement and everyone went all up in arms, producers and directors and actors and everyone and like other studios and just everyone was like, what are you doing? How are we going to make profit? Because like these movies are expensive. There's a lot going on with Dune, which um, stars, uh, what's his name? It's not Timothy. It's the other one, my favorite one who plays Spider-Man whose name is escaping me right now because we're not even in that realm. See, this is this is what I mean where I can't retain um, information. It might come to me at some point. Tom Holland, I told you, this, this, is, this is what happens. This is what happens. So anyway, so there's a lot of conversation and back and forth and things going on with that whole release. So this is kind of like the true testament of what this could look like for um, Warner Media, which I believe that's the company that um, owns HBO, or HBO Max and like among other things because all these companies are big conglomerates anyway and so um they released it on Christmas I did not watch this until the day after Christmas um I also was even more hesitant to watch it when I saw how long the movie was it was two and a half hours <laughs> Avengers 
um, Infinity War was shorter than this. And that involved a multitude of characters going along a story arc that had to tie a bunch of things together to lead up to um, Endgame. So like, I don't understand why it was so long. But once you start watching it, you're like, oh my gosh, what is going on? I sh Okay, so let's just get into this. So I want to give you, normally when we talk about movies, which you guys know, this has been one of the down, the, um, what's the word? The sad, not sad, because it just sounds super dramatic. This has been one of the things that I have struggled with this year. There we go, because I'm trying to find better better words. One of the things I've struggled with this year um, is because while I talk about TV shows, a big chunk of what I also talk about are movies. And so, and I am a big lover of the in-theater experience. I love to talk about it. I love to um, watch these big action movies on the big screen, like I want to feel immersed in that experience. And so we're going to get into that in a minute, but I want to talk about these numbers because usually I would talk about like the scores, um, the, what's it called? Box office numbers and things like that. So Warner Media was like, we're not going to give you all, all the details. We just, we're going to keep some things close to chess, but essentially Wonder Woman 1984, I don't want to say that whole thing. It's so long. And I don't want to say double W or WW because you guys know my Midwestern accent be <laughs> trying to come out on the W's. So we're just going to call it 1984. <laughs> so 1984 is set a pandemic theatrical release record with approximately 16.7 million in box office sales in the U.S. and Canada. So, um, I mean, as I've said, we've been in the pandemic, so a lot of theaters have not been open. At least there are no theaters near me that are open. And I'm like... When I was seeing things like released in theaters, I'm like, what theater is open? Because there are no theaters within any mile radius open from where I live. So, I mean, whatever. And then also they didn't want to really disclose too much about um, how many people actually viewed the um, movie on Christmas Day, which I'm not really sure because I didn't really look this up, how streaming works for HBO Max because, you know, Netflix, they count streams based on if based on if an account starts a anything like a TV show or a movie, but they don't necessarily have to complete it. So that counts as part of the stream. So I'm not sure if it's the same thing for HBO Max, but essentially, essentially um, they claim that about half of their subscribers watched it on Christmas Day. I was not part of that. As I said, I watched it. The next, well, actually, I possibly could have been part of it because you guys know the whole story um, that I have all these streaming things, but in having all these streaming things, I do share it with my family. And so they have their uh, like accounts on it. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not sure if they're counting it based on like the um, number of paying accounts or the number of accounts within a paying account. So I know like my mom watched it on Christmas day I watched it the day after Christmas I think my sister watched it on Sunday so I don't it's like I don't know how they would count that so anyway so those are some of those numbers as far as like ratings so Rotten Tomatoes has a critic score of 65 percent and an audience score of 73 percent I 
cannot remember what Wonder Woman was, but Wonder Woman, the first go round was higher than that. I want to say it's like in the 90s, but it was so long ago. Honestly, I can't remember. Also, I should let you guys know, I did not rewatch the first one. I don't know. I sometimes I struggle with like movies that I want to rewatch. And while I enjoyed Wonder Woman, I just didn't want to go especially knowing how long the second one was I just did not want to sit through and watch the first one again so essentially let's get into this this movie was it was just a lot going on and I feel like that has been the case for like superhero movies in general lately where they just want to overblow these um movies and even tv shows with so much content in so many different storylines and there's not really one main focus on what's going on again and I'm it's kind of surprising I'm as I as I am not a comic book expert like as much as I talk about the MCU my parents are actually bigger DC fans so like Batman my mom loves Wonder Woman um, with the occasional Spider-Man, which I feel like Spider-Man is, is, he's not DC, I know, he's MCU, but I'm saying like, as far as when you think about the MCU, I feel like Spider-Man's always the one that everyone throws out there and everyone loves Spider-Man, but then like you go to DC and it's like Batman, Wonder Woman, like all these um, other people who I feel like are a little bit more, or at least, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but at least when I think about growing up and like what was on TV and like what we would watch, we watch like Batman and stuff like that. So they're big DC people. And so that's what I'm like, it's a little surprising when I like sit and think about it. And maybe that's why I just want them to like be better. I don't know. Maybe it's like a subconscious thing. But anyway, so I, I don't know. I just think of so much going on. So we know that going into this, first of all, stars, I didn't even talk about who the movie, who stars in the movie, which you guys know, because you watched it. But Gal Gadot, um, Gadot, Gadot, oh my gosh, I do this every single time because I literally know how to say her name. Gal Gadot or Gal Gadot. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I literally just said this correctly and then I get on here and it's like, I don't even know what I'm talking about. But anyway, she stars as Diana Prince, our Wonder Woman. Chris Pine is Steve Trevor. We had Kristen Wiig who's playing Barbara, aka Cheetah. Pedro Pascal who played Maxwell Lord. Um, and then we had like Robin Wright, who had an appearance in the opening sequence as, uh, I'm not even going to try. Like, again, you know how you hear something and then you read it and it's like, it looks completely different than what it sounds like. We're not even going to do that. Um, what else? So we open up, we see young Diana. She's like going through this, um challenge and I'm like okay this is fun this seems like it's gonna be fun and then we go to where we are in the present which we're in the 80s and you guys know a lot I love watching things that are set in the 80s because I just love to see how they recreate um I like watching anything set in any time before now because I just like to see how they recreate what that whole look and feel of that time is so I was like okay let's see and I mean it felt very 80s we had the opening we had the opening 80s sequence in the mall the whole mall takedown and I was like watching I was like this is giving me Stranger Things vibes because we're like in the mall the mall looks like the mall that they're at that they use um on the set of Stranger Things I don't know I was just like oh my gosh it's giving me Stranger Things vibes but immediately I was frustrated because 
And I don't want to just put this on Wonder Woman. I think this has been a problem for a lot of the movies that I have been watching that essentially were supposed to be released in theaters, but are now being released in our homes is the sound. I'm just like, what is going on? Like, I can't really hear anything <laughs> clearly. And it just sounds like it was edited super low or like, um, what's the word? I can't think of the word, but either way, I was just like, what is going on? I don't understand. And I, again, I watch a lot of things. So I feel like I have a pretty decent at home setup. Like I have external, uh, speakers. So, and I specifically got them so that when I watch action movies at home, I can feel like Again, I told you guys, I like to feel immersed. I can feel immersed in the action and and literally feel my couch just shaking because it feels like I am in that scene. And so I literally was boosting the sound up so, 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 so loud. And it still was just like, subpar and it's not even just Wonder Woman that I felt like this for I felt like this when I was watching Mulan I didn't feel like that for Soul so I don't know if with if Mulan and again Wonder Woman is the first kind of like theatrical release to streaming that HBO Max is doing so I don't know if Disney was like oh they saw they listened back to Mulan or whatever or people or like people who work who can make decisions at Disney, like watch it at home was like, okay, no, this doesn't sound right. And they apply that to soul because soul didn't have the same sound issues as, um, Mulan had, but like wonder woman, I don't know. The sound just was not great. And also I like, I watch a lot of things. So I feel like I have a pretty decent, not only audio, but TV and it was just did the fight scenes looked chaotic, which this has been a complaint of mine for DC before, where it's just like some of the stuff you can't really tell what is going on on the screen. And it's not just DC. I've seen this in other movies, but it's like it just looks so chaotic. You can't really tell what's going on. Who's fighting who? You don't really have any spatial um, anchor into where everyone is spaced in the actual scene so it just all feels like it feels like <laughs> you're watching it and you're just like flailing your hands because you just don't know what's going on so that was a complaint I had and it was especially apparent because like we had the whole that whole fight scene in the um mall and I was like oh my gosh I hope this is not what it's all gonna look like but essentially that was the case across the board I mean if we want to talk about um Gal Gadot. There we go. <laughs> we want to talk about her. Um, as far as her being like Diana, I really don't have a lot of complaints. I feel like she carries a role. She feels like Wonder Woman. You see her on screen and she just has this presence where it's easy to see how Barbara, who is played by Kristen Wiig, would be like, oh, if she got the, um, oh my gosh, what was this thing called? the stone we're just going to call it it's not a stone but <laughs> she gets this um we're gonna call it artifact for now because I didn't also I didn't take notes on this because like I don't do notes on I'll do post notes on a movie but like while I'm watching a movie I'm not gonna I don't really take notes I usually do it after but 
for some reason for this, I was just like, <laughs> let's just talk about it. But anyway, this is what I was saying where it's like, <laughs> I mean, we're not all perfect, but anyway, so <laughs> we have, um, that whole thing going on. So you can see why she would wish that she would want to be, um, Diana because she just carries herself in a way where it's like, oh, I want to be, I want to be Diana. <laughs> and so like, I didn't really have any complaints about her, but I can also see where people, cause I, I've heard people be like, they enjoyed Kristen Wiig more than Gal because I think it's because it seems like she has a little more, what's the word, oomph to her. And the biggest thing, so this is where I feel like we're going to get, I also didn't tell, say that this was directed by Patty Jenkins, but you guys know, you guys know that, right? I would hope so. Cause like, duh. But um, this is where I think I may get some, um, What's the word? Or maybe not, because I said that in the first one and didn't really, but I could get some pushback or you may not agree. So the one, the biggest thing, issue that I had with Wonder Woman, the first go around was like, it felt like her story, she's this great, powerful, wonderful, beautiful warrior <laughs> princess and at the end of the day, it all came down to this guy <laughs> who essentially ends up like sacrificing himself, killing himself for her. And so I had issues with that. And just the whole general idea of like, which I mean, I guess we do it in real life, but even still more so because it's just, just like the, she's freaking Wonder Woman and she's being, it kind of feels like her being is being her being is being, it feels like her being or the essence of her is kind of being downplayed because of this love for this guy. And so if that was my issue in the first movie, then to have that come back again and be, I feel like even more so exasperated in this one where she makes the wish and she's like, oh, I want, um, well, she doesn't really say it, but like, we already know when she makes the wish that um, she is wishing for a season to come back. So then when he essentially comes back and one, he possesses someone else's body, which is like, oh my gosh, I literally cannot. So it's like when they show him and she's like, oh, all I see is you. And then they re replace him when we see Chris Pine, which, you know, I did spend a good chunk of time in the first movie saying like, we all know Chris Pine is a beautiful man. So we're not even going to go there on this one because we already know that there's no need to repeat ourselves. But, <laughs> but I mean, I was like, okay, first of all, he hijacked, which I know this is a thing that's like everyone's talking about um, on the interwebs, but I know he hijacks someone's body and it's kind of like, so what happened to that guy's life as he was inhabiting his body, traipsing around the world with Diana? Don't really know. And then we have that weird random end scene where he meets her as his true self and he's so fascinated by the snow. I was like, oh my gosh, okay, whatever. But my biggest thing or biggest um, issue with... This one was like, you bought him back. 
in someone else's body. And then it's like every single thing that she's doing, it's like essentially like you're trying to give, he's, you're trying to give her this sidekick slash love interest that I feel like she doesn't really need. She's strong enough to be Wonder Woman on her own. And I mean, I guess whatever, if you want to say, ask her story and it leads up to her, like realizing that she can move on, but it was like, she needed permission from Steve when he came back to tell her that she can move on. Like, I don't know. I just struggled a lot with the whole Steve and Diana aspect of this because I felt like he should have stayed dead. And I'm assuming, honestly, I don't know what happens in the comics, but <laughs> I'm assuming this happens in the, like, there's something along these lines that happens in the comics. And that's why we keep trying to pull him back. They did say, announce that like they are trying to, or I think it was rumors. I don't know. I saw two different uh, articles. One was like, they say, and one was like, well, maybe, but apparently they're trying to fast track the third installment of uh, Wonder Woman. And so of course Gal Gadot is coming back, but they didn't mention Chris Pine and I don't want to see Chris Pine come back. I mean, again, beautiful, gorgeous man, we don't need to, we don't need to sit on that, but like, we don't need this, this Steve Trevor story any more, like, is done, let Diana move on, give her some, give her, if she has to, and that's another thing, I feel like she doesn't have to have a love interest, and as much as people were, like, comparing Miss Marvel to Wonder Woman because it came out after, and people had a lot of issues with that in itself, the one thing that I did take away from that that I was like thank you was that at the end of the day there was no like her being wasn't defined by some men that she had to attach herself to to kind of drive her story along and it's like okay for Diana we do that in the first movie but then to spend the second movie doing that amongst all the other insane shit that was going on in this movie that was just like it was just over bloated then you had freaking Kristen Wiig which she got a lot of screen time and you're like okay what's going on with her she's a little weird and like clearly it seems like she is um relevant or important this is me going in also I should also say going into Night Wonder Woman 1984 I did not I didn't watch any trailers. <laughs> I didn't read any articles. That's been the case for the most part for this year for everything. But I didn't read any articles. I didn't read any trailers. So like I really didn't have any expectations going into this and didn't really know what the like story or plot was going to be going into this. So I was just like, I mean, it seems like she's important, but I just feel like we're doing a lot of character development. So this is this, this is this usually helps in trying to explain this if we talk about what the different storylines were. So we had Diana's storyline with Steve, one storyline. We had uh, Barbara's storyline and kind of her um, becoming and realizing who she is with this wish that she has. So that's one storyline. Then we have Maxwell Lord as another separate storyline and you're just following him around, but everything's connected to this artifact that is granting wishes. And then, so you're kind of like, you have those three storylines that kind of work in parallel with each other, but you also have all this other random shit that's going on. Like we get a whole eighties moment with Steve trying to try on different, um, outfits and stuff. We see a lot of like Kristen in the, um, which her whole, like, 
emotional level, just like ups and downs, ups and downs, ups and downs. Like she's in the office and she's like realizing her power and she's loving that people are recognizing her and acknowledging her. And then you have, um, her like throwing herself on Maxwell Lord because he's paying her a little bit of attention. So then the whole thing that happens when he takes the artifact was just like, girl, are you like, it just didn't feel like she was thinking through anything. And then when they are at the white house and they realize that, um, in order to, when they realize that essentially, Maxwell Lord is the artifact, is the wishing artifact. I told you guys I didn't write the name down this thing. So we're just gonna call it the artifact. But he is this artifact and he did not um and the only way to like get rid of it or to like stop the destruction that is is inevitably coming is to kill him or to end or to renounce your wish. And then Barb's like, Oh no, I'm not renouncing my wish. So then all of a sudden she's like super warrior woman and then we get all the way to the end where he's she's like I want to be I don't I don't I don't want to be uh I was supposed to call her Barbara I don't want to be Diana I want to be my own self my own thing something that's never been before and then she becomes Cheeto which <sighs> I wasn't because I see a lot of people talk about like cats and like comparing it to cats as far as like the CGI or whatever that's not what came to my head when I saw Cheetah. I was just like, first of all, it didn't it did not really look that great at all. But it also kind of reminded me of like, and I've talked about this before, where some of these villains look like video game characters <laughs> on these movies. So she, it kind of looked like a cat and like a video game villain like meshed together I don't know it was so weird it looked so weird and then I was just like so you didn't want to give up being Diana you want to be beautiful and recognize and all these other things and then you essentially got turned into a cat and essentially got electrocuted and drowned <laughs> so I was just like oh my gosh I mean she doesn't die but I'm assuming at some point she comes back because apparently Cheetah is a huge villain of Wonder Woman. So I'm assuming at some point she may come back or she somehow, like maybe she can change in and out <laughs> into Cheetah or whatever. I don't know. I don't know. I'm making things up here, possibly. But <laughs> I was just like, okay, whatever. Like a character that kind of was like, mm, has some promise and then kind of just d nosedived down by the time we got to the end of it. Maxwell Lord, I will say, Pedro Pascal who literally was like, I'm going to give it 110,000%. <laughs> like, he's like, if I'm going to be the villain, I'm going to be a memorable DCEU villain. And I think he will hands down go out as being a very memorable, memorable, um, or having, or performing a very memorable portrayal of a DC villain. Because if anything, I think he carried it carried this movie a lot as far as like you're just like what is going on what's going on with them what is he trying to do it was just it just all seemed so manic and you could say at times overacted but for some reason it just worked and then this crazy wig that was just throwing me off with the dye job was so weird it was just everything about it was so weird and then just his whole his whole like how quickly he went from kind of crazy to 
<laughs> manic crazy and being like, what do you wish for? And like grabbing people, bleeding from the eyes, nose and and ears and no one's reacting to it. I was just like, oh my gosh, this man is crazy. So if anything, I would have to say, if I had to give someone like top performance of the whole thing, I would, it would go to him because at least it kept me interested. But it was like just so much going on, like everything that was going on. I did not understand what was happening at his um, company building like why people were trying to break into the building. Like they never really explained that. And then now that I'm sitting here thinking, thinking about it or saying it out loud, I'm like, is it because they were trying to get wishes? Like I didn't really understand the whole thing. And then um, he goes all the way out to the middle of nowhere to some army base to do his live broadcast to everyone. I was just like, it was just a lot of hopping around like... <laughs> I don't know. It just felt like there was really no sense or direction to his madness, which I mean, I guess he's the villain, so it doesn't really matter. But then also like Diana's running around chasing after him with her dead boyfriend in who it has been realized in a different body. I don't know. All of it was just super craziness to me. And then um, we get to the end and it's like, the only way you can stop this is if everyone renounces their wishes. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh. By that time though, I was done. I I am not going to lie. I struggled through this. It was a slow start for me. I, And I think this is probably the downfall to watching these movies at home is because now you have the option to pause. <laughs> so I did pause a lot in like the first 30 minutes while watching this. And then I found myself, like my mind wandering a lot. Uh, while watching this and part of it also had to do is I was just frustrated with like the sound of the movie and I don't know if anyone else had issues with the sound or how their movie sounded but I did and that for me is probably the biggest um irritation as far as like if I'm trying to watch something is if I if it's if the sound quality is not great I am just it's immediately going to be hard for me to keep interest in it. Um, I did read that some people had issues on Christmas day with watching it. There were some glitches and things like that. Again, I watched it the day after Christmas. So, um, I didn't have those issues. I'm going to assume, don't know how true it is that it had to do with like the amount of people were possibly trying to watch it at the end of the day. Cause I just want to wrap this up <laughs> at the end of the day. I think it was just an overbloated, um, movie it kind of fell into like the sequel trope which essentially for some reason the sequels I don't understand it's just like they are like the first one worked now we're just gonna throw every single thing at it and hopefully it makes sense and something sticks and we're just gonna roll with it and that's just kind of how it felt with this and I think I was expecting more especially from Wonder Woman because the first Wonder Woman compared to everything that we had gotten previously in the DCEU, at least for me, had felt like subpar and not well thought out. And it seemed like for Wonder Woman and for a couple of things that came out um, within like the last year or two, it seems like while there's still some work that needs to be done, it feels like there is at least some thought being put into the, put into 
like what's being created. Whereas this, yeah, you could say it's a standalone. It doesn't really tie back to anything. Um, if you hadn't watched any of uh, anything else in the DCEU, which who, which I'm, I kind of gave up on trying to following exact follow exactly what it is that um, <laughs> what it is that this universe is going to be because I feel like it just kept changing and it wasn't well thought out to in the beginning to begin with, but. I think that essentially I had high expectations going into this just based on what we got previously and Patty Jenkins, I think she's a badass and I don't know. I'm, I don't know. I just had high expectations and what we got was just not what I was expecting and it was a little bit disappointing for me personally. Um, yeah, so we're going to get a third one. Don't know what it's going to be based on or about because they are in the early stages. But again, I am hoping that we are done with this, the Steve, um, storyline and that we can let Wonder Woman shine on her own, but also give her one villain to fight and one like main story arc. Which, again, I think is a is a big issue in like the superhero genre in general because a lot of them like to pack pack in as many <laughs> villains and things like that into one go. But if they can just give her, let her um, work on her own because we saw she's capable. She was able to essentially take down um Maxwell Lord and Cheetah on her own so like she is that great she is (laughs) that amazing so I feel like we should let her be that amazing for the entirety of the movie and not let her be tied to some love story which I know I keep troping on but I'm just like I cannot believe that that is what we got like once he's dead I'm like and I knew that Chris Pine was coming back but I was just like (laughs) like why so I don't know. Maybe I'm just maybe I'm just stuck on that and can't get past it. But either way, there was something else that I was gonna say, but it is escaping me at this moment. I think I've I actually was not expecting to speak this long on <laughs> this movie because I just honestly was like I don't think I have too much to say other than all the um like technical issues and storyline issues that we had but you know you guys know once once I get once I get to going then it goes but yeah that's all I have to say about Wonder Woman 1984 I don't know what you guys thought let me know you can let me know on any other social media platforms and Oh my gosh, I didn't even tell you guys. I need to give this a rating. See, this is how long it's been since we've discussed a movie. I didn't even give you guys a rating. So if I had to give this a rating, I would give this like a solid C, just right in the middle for all the reasons that I previously (laughs) discussed. And for those who are new, generally for um, theatrical releases, we rate them on a letter scale from A to F and I have I don't think I've ever given anything an F I've given things D's and D minuses but I've never I don't think I've ever given anything an F but don't quote me on that it's possible there is one out there that I get that I gave an F but essentially that's what we do and I am giving Wonder Woman 1984 a solid C uh and yeah 
I will talk to you guys in the next episode. That's the end of the episode. Thanks for sticking through it to the end. Be sure to follow me on all the social media platforms at currentlybusy on Instagram and at currentbusy on Twitter. Also, hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you listen to podcasts on, and I'll talk to you in the next one.